Welcome to episode two of the Nucleus podcast, where we interview our friends, bandmates, and discuss all things music. In this episode, I, Jaden Walker, will be interviewing Nucleus guitarist Geordie with some questions that have accumulated online on Instagram and Facebook and the other and that. And uh, let's get into it. So, Geordie, how are you today? Good, man. Good. Good to have you here in the studs. We're here in person. This isn't an online thing. We are in the same room, which is going to be a fresh thing for us. But anyway, enough with banter. Let's get into some questions. So, here we go. So, Geordie, who inspired you to make music? Um, grew up with my parents playing music. My mum sings. She, she was in a choir pretty much all her life. Wow. Her dad plays guitar, plays the organ, the church organ. Organ and choir, hey? Yeah. So, they grew up with the radio and uh, things went on from there. Wow, so it was uh, religious based, or it was. It was. Did you go to church based. as a kid? Or I did go to church as a kid, and then look how I turned out now. Did you go to? Did you go like sing in the choir and everything? Uh, a little bit. Oh, that's wow. that's probably where I learned how to sing and wow. all the bits and pieces that involved. Full disclosure: Nucleus isn't a Christian band, but um, no, we are not. Yeah, but I think all of us were baptized at least. But hmm. yeah. all right, wow, that's interesting, and. And you're not an, an Auss- a true blue Aussie, I believe. No, I've been here 15 years. Oh, wow. And where, 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 where'd you come from? Malaysia. Malaysia. Wow. Yeah. Did you play any music over there? Uh, I, actually, yes. I started my first band in Malaysia when I was 15. What was the scene like over there for metal? Terrible. Hmm. Hence I the move, I guess. I started off playing punk, actually. Oh. 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 So that's what made you make the move to Australia? No, we just moved because it was better. I was just, Australia is the go, isn't it? Yeah, and then I uh, think sort of I didn't start playing metal until I moved here, actually. Hmm. And w- what would you say would be like the main metal band that got you into metal when you were younger? Oh, from first to last. From first to last. Yeah, I think the first metal cover I played on drums was hmm. a from first to last song. I cannot remember the name of the song for the life of me right now. I haven't really had anything to do with that band, but they do ring a bell. Uh, oh, this is a good question. Um, how would you describe the music that you typically create? Uh, not very well thought out, I think. <laughs> but it's it's usually kind of genty slash groovy because I, yeah, I did start that. off did start off playing drums. Yep, and you were playing drums for once almost never. I was for a little while, and then uh, moved to guitar actually. After a bit, yeah, yeah. And you've you've since left that band, and now you're focusing on two main projects. Yes, obviously, yes. Nucleus and I created a monster. Yep, both both my babies at the moment. Yeah, I created a monster. Very, very technical, chanty, mathcore. Proggy <laughs> headache, slightly really. slightly melodic on top of that. Yeah, yeah, and so that's worth a check out. That's for sure. Um, oh, this is a funny one. Uh, Metallica or Megadeth? Uh, probably neither, but more Metallica, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's when I Megadeth never really caught my ear. I mean, they have a couple of good songs, mm. but. Overall, I feel like they were pretty rubbish. I mean, Lars as a drummer does annoy me a little bit, but mm. I'd still go Metallica over Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And how would you describe your creative process when writing either drums or guitars? Yes. Uh, I suppose with drums, I usually start off with just a groove, mm-hmm. and then um, with guitars, usually the same. Actually, I'll put some drums down first because I'm, I think more of a drummer than a guitarist. Lay down a foundation of drums. Yeah, yeah and then just doodle over the top of that and see what comes out. That sounds familiar. That's pretty much what I do as well. Hmm. And who would you most like to collaborate with, dead or alive? I guess. Dead or alive? Oof. I'm going to go old school, but Jimmy Page. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be very good. Been listening to a fair bit of his stuff lately, actually. Yep. And, uh, well, if you could open a show for any artist, dead or alive, who would that be? Hmm. Les Zeppelin, actually, following (laughs) that. But unfortunately, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even if they were all alive, um, yeah, it'd be, be a pretty uneventful show. I think it'll be. Yeah, they're, they're pushing. They're pushing seventies, eighty, eighty, seventy now. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, who would you choose, Periphery or Mashaga? Periphery. Oh, oh, sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how I stand on that one. I think when I got that question, I probably answered periphery, I think. Um, but, you know, horses for courses, they're all good, obviously. Mm, but actually, I'll, I'll take that back somewhat. Yeah, Meshuggah Ch- chugs over periphery, but periphery melody Yeah, periphery singing, periphery's melody, Meshuggah's rhythm section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the ideal band. And uh, oh, what is the most useless talent that you have? Me? I don't know. I'm pretty useless in general when it comes to not music stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I said uh, finger popping. Those are the old uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was my most useless talent. Yeah, I don't really have much else. I mean, a game, that's probably one of the most useless talents that you can have. And what, what's, what game are you playing at the moment? Uh, Destiny 2. Destiny 2. Just one on console, I on imagine. console, yeah, yeah, PlayStation forever, PlayStation over Xbox, <laughs> hey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a PlayStation that gathers dust more than gets turned on. Unfortunately, although yeah, I would love to play more Fallout. But oh, I'm really looking forward to the new um, Assassin's Creed Viking. Oh, that does Valhalla look one. Um, yeah, that does does look good. That is going to be great. I fucking love. That. Well, at the moment, it's used more for Netflix, my PlayStation, really. But yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> uh, do you sing in the shower? And if you do, what song do you sing? No, I don't. I I have this weird phobia about singing in front of my family. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, try being me. I and screaming and yeah. just screaming. Yeah, fair enough. As a kid, in uh, you know, in you, you're still living at home and. You'd want to practice your vocals, or I had a little rig when I was in high school, so I'd record my vocals on demos, and I'd wait till they were left the house before I'd track vocals. Mm. And at one point, I had a Line 6 USB interface that was powered via USB and a laptop, so I essentially had a portable rig. So I'd take my laptop in the car with a yeah. microphone and the interface, and I'd go park at the school up from my house that was empty on a weekend and record vocals in the car because I was too embarrassed <laughs> to do them in the house with everyone listening. The things we do, huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what what do you reckon you'd be doing right now if it wasn't for your you know like your the your love of music like do you reckon you'd still be just doing what you're doing without music or would you be focusing on maybe another hobby or 
Uh, I think if I wasn't playing music, I'd probably be cooking a lot. Because I am a chef. Mm. By a breaking bad kind. By a trade. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably be cooking quite a bit. And the only reason I'm not anymore is because of music. Mm. Well, that sucks. I guess when we're on the road, you can cook for us. Yeah, well, you can work something out. Yeah. Well, that's a... I didn't know you were a chef. Wow. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, I had to pick the bigger love over the, those two. Yeah. It's hard to pass up food as a big love, though, isn't it? Put the, yeah. Well, put food to the side. That's tough. Mm. Where where have you performed lately or whenever that at a venue, say, give me your your most favourite venue that you've played a gig at and the least favourite venue of yours? Favourite because I haven't been around too much, I'm probably going to say Amplifier Bar here in yep, Perth. It's a classic. Because everyone plays there. Yeah, it's a classic. Least favourite, probably the Boston. The Boston. The yeah, Boston. It's a bit weird. Yeah. It's so, weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit too out of the way. It's, I don't know, this sound is kind of, yeah. Especially how the stage is where it is, but there's no backstage. You've just got to yeah. walk through the crowd to get onto the stage. Yeah, exactly. And just, it creates a weird vibe when the band is sort of in the mosh pit setting up their equipment. It just feels weird. Yeah. And it's a bit old. Yeah. The lights are good. Good lighting rig. Yeah. Oh, they've got a good console. I can't comment on the PA. I haven't really looked at it, but, you know. Yeah, Saying that, uh, all the sound guys I've had at the Boston have been good to us. Yeah. I haven't actually played there myself, but I've done a lot of drinking there. And mm. yeah, so it's probably renders my opinion of the place invalid given that when I'm there, I'm drunk. So yeah, I can't really comment on that one. But I, I, I've done a lot of photography gigs there and their lighting yeah. is great for that because they've got a big smoke machine that always helps. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, if you had to choose between two bands, Job for a Cowboy or Black Dahlia Murder? Ooh, Job for a Cowboy. Mm. One vocals and two, their drummer. Ooh. Yeah, isn't it a shame that Joffrey Cowboy just seemed to be so lost in, oh, I don't know how you'd say it, but they're just not recognised as much mm. as I would assume they're, they should be. They're playing uh, dad deathcore music at the moment. Just sort of complacent, aren't they? Yeah, they've been very stagnant, although their music's always been consistent. Mm. But one thing that I don't understand is that, and obviously it's not a requirement for bands, but in 2020 it doesn't help. It does help, I should say. But they don't have any music videos. No, the yeah. The one um, music yeah. video for when they did their song Entombment of a Machine, yes. which got so much shit for some reason that apparently that scared them off doing them ever again, from what I remember. Yeah, right. So they don't want to do them anymore. I'm just thinking, wow, they must they must be on a, like, not intentionally, but they mustn't need to spend much on their releases because they don't need to spend it on music videos. They don't need to spend it on, like, you know, anything fancy like that. So it's pretty Maybe it's strategical. But yeah, maybe. Be a bit cheaper way to do things. But yeah. I, I really liked their uh, the Sun Eater album that mm. they did. Uh, that was really different. And their bass guitar, instead of being a clanky traditional metal tone, it was really round and... Yeah. I, I loved that. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of them. Um, how do you feel the internet has impacted the music scene, speaking of music videos? Speaking of music videos... Um, I think it's getting harder to get your music out there and the internet is helping quite yeah. a bit. It helps get you to people, yeah. but... Like the reach you can get. It helps everyone else get to people. So yeah. the competition is more fierce. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I guess. Yeah. But it does give you options that you couldn't do, say, 10 years ago. That's it. Although it makes it hard to break out in your scene because... Yeah. In your local scene because metal local fans are listening to people from Belgium as opposed to Australia, for instance. But it obviously True. helps you reach fans in Belgium from Australia where you'd never reach them or USA, etc. So yeah. it's good. I think overall it's good. But yeah. competition is fierce. That's it's sure. just... Uh, Finding out a way how to break that barrier, I guess. Mm, it is hard. I mean, I'm glad I'm not back in the day. Like, because I was thinking about it the other day. I was sitting on my phone doing the, the my routine spamming of band material. And I was thinking, I'm doing this comfortable in bed, drinking a coffee, you know. Whereas back in the day, if I wanted to do this kind of promotion, I would have been standing outside of a venue in the cold rain, potentially yeah, handing yeah. out flyers that most people are dropping on the ground. Whereas this... I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home, doing it when I feel like it. What I don't have to line up for a show. I don't have to go to a venue at a weird hour. I can just sit there and spam without. Yep, that's true. Without having to do any of that. So I think it's good. It, it's very convenient. Oh yeah, it's very convenient. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last gig I've been to. To be honest, what's what mm. what what would be your favourite song to perform live? Let's let's say let's hear one. Like, what I can song. What's your favourite iCamps? iCamps, it'll probably be Hollow. Hollow? And why is, is that? Which is the title track for our EP. Um, it's, it's not too complicated, but it's not simple. It's got to be moshable, doesn't it? Like yeah. when you're playing. Yeah. I always found that my favourite songs are the ones that aren't too hard to play. And also, I think that song is probably the most personal to me. So there's a lot more emotion that goes into that okay. one particular song. Hmm. Well, I hope the the same vibe is conveyed with your new singer. Hopefully, because yes, that still stays true. He's, he he is he is turning out quite well. So hopefully, he blends mm. in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, say when we've been jamming lately, we've been looking at jamming some new songs in the rehearsal studio for Nucleus. But we've been yeah. smashing a lot of the EP. What would be yes. your favourite song to play? Walls of Glass, definitely. Mm. That song just it just it's got a lot of bounce. Yeah, it just keeps me going. That one. Mm. That is a good one. We always seem to get a mosh pit for that song. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, Cannot wait for the, to play that live. Cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. What, what's a famous musician that you admire or maybe get, draw inspiration from? Uh, I would say more admire over inspiration. It's mm -hmm. uh, Mike, I think I'm saying this right, Einziger from Incubus. Oh, yes. I, I know the band. Oh, what, is it the singer or the guitarist? The guitarist. The guitarist, yeah, he's quite good. I mean, I love yeah. their singer. Yeah, he's great. He's what a great, band. great, great lyricist. I haven't heard that Brandon band in Boyd. a while. Wow, I might have to revisit them today. Yes. Yeah, you will not disappoint. They will not disappoint. That might be our artist of the week. You keep us blow off the dust on those uh, CDs <laughs> and get them out. Wow. What, what is the most trouble you've ever gotten into? Oof. <laughs> Look, I, I can't remember if I was a really bad child or if I wasn't, but I think probably when I was a lot younger going going to those, the, well, they called them internet cafes where it's just a bunch of computers and you sit mm. there and you play games. Yeah, old school. <laughs> yeah, old school, very old school. I think I was probably, what, 13, 14 at the time. Yeah. And yeah, just... uh. Went there against my parents' wishes. That's probably the most trouble I got into. 
And we, <laughs> you weren't going there and looking up naughty websites. You're just going there and no, playing Skyrim just or going, something. Yeah, I was just going and playing Counter-Strike, actually. That was the only game I played. Yeah. <laughs> Not RuneScape <laughs> or something back in those days. Yep. And that was the worst, yeah. Wow. Talk about nerd, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of old school, who would you prefer, Slipknot or Corn? Slipknot. Yeah. For sure. But fuck corn. But Slipknot <laughs> with Joey Jordison. Yeah, I if the as long as they keep Corey opinion. around, I'm 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 yeah, set. I just yeah. love anything Corey does, except for his new album. I don't know if you've heard that. No, I have not. Just don't bother. <laughs> it's fucking awful. The music videos are cheesy and I just feel like he's the whole reason he's doing it is like he's trying to see how people react, you know. Like yeah. it's like the whole thing is a big troll, like he's trolling everyone because mm. he's got a big, you know, wrestling belt and, um, you know, he's got this song called CMF, Can't Be Stopped, like Corey motherfucking Taylor can't be stopped. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, who are you going to, Corey Taylor can't be stopped. It's just like the cheesiest thing ever. And yeah, I cannot handle it. But I mean, I still love Stone Sour and all of that, but yeah. From a from a musical perspective, though, what do you reckon is the best advice you've been given? Best advice? Mm. Hmm. Maybe it's a little trick on an instrument. I think it was probably um, my mother going to me, mm-hmm. but you're not the Beatles. You're not a professional <laughs> musician. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I think, was the catalyst for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I'll prove it to her. I'll... I'll record my own stuff I'll release my own music mm-hmm. and then maybe one day she'll be like oh maybe he is he isn't the Beatles because no one is mm. but and no one will ever be as no yeah exactly not yep. even not even Taylor Swift or yeah. Gata Perry will ever be as famous yeah. as that but at least I would have had something that I wrote mm. out there yeah I had the same experience when I was at school and the school I forgot what their role was but they were like their job at the school was to help you figure out a career path. Oh, yeah. Like a guidance counsellor yeah. for careers or something like that. And they pretty much said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I just want to play music. And they're like, well, you, your grades are, you know, doing bad. We we want to push you into this. Um, and I was like, yeah, well, I don't really care. I just want to do music. And they're like, yeah, but you can't do music for a living. You can't. That's, that's a stupid idea. Like, you know, you can't. And I was just like, well, who the fuck are you to tell me what I can do for one? <laughs> and... Who says I can't? Because I didn't say, I want to play in a band and be, you know, a metal guitarist. I was just like, I just want to make money out of music. Yeah. So a guidance counsellor should have said, well, get good grades so you can get into uni and maybe get a music degree, maybe get a sound engineering degree. And then you can do all that. Maybe get a teacher's teaching certificate so you can teach music. There's a lot of ways to make money out of music. That's true. And uh, it's very hard to make music out of money out of playing music from a band perspective, but I wish they would have said, how about, yeah, okay, so they could have humoured me, you know. Yeah. They could have said, well, look, how about you try well at maths because his job is to make me to do well at school. So he should have said, well, if you don't, if you keep, you know, not doing well at maths because you want to be a musician, that's going to ruin your chances to get into uni where you could become a proper qualified musician to be able to then get a teaching, you know, then go teach. And then you will be. Yeah, or become a session musician or become, you know, a sting writer or a, a score writer for movies. Like, there's all these different things that you could do to make money out of music. But, 
yeah, at school, at my school anyway, they didn't um, really help you achieve it's, it's, any of that. It's quite funny how people think that way. As soon as you say you want to mm. play music, the first thing they snap their minds to is, oh, he wants to play in a band and be famous. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of ways. Like, I just want to make money out of being creative, really. And music yeah. is the best thing I'm, the only thing I'm good at. So that's a way to be creative and make money out of music in a way. And, you know, it could be, could be anything. But, yeah, so anyway, I, when he said that, I was just like, oh, fuck you then. And I just dropped out of school and got an apprenticeship <laughs> as an electronics technician and thought, well, if I can't make money out of music, I'll, I won't bother with school. I will get into a trade and make enough money to be able to buy all the shit that I wanted out of being in a band. Like, I'll fucking go yeah. and buy all those guitars. I'll f- pretend I'm in a band if I have to. So I did that. I uh, bought <laughs> fucking guitars out, you know, more guitars than I know what to do with. Oh, tell me about it. I've got the same problem, mate. Who do you, what do you prefer, Jackson or Ibanez? Uh, oh, of- that question. My guitarist and I created a monster will hate me for saying this, but I can't stand Ibanez. So, mm. Jackson, if I had those two to pick mm, from. Yeah, I've got it. I own a very cheap eight-string Ibanez. It's rubbish. Mm. Um, I own a Jackson DK2 Dinky, a Jackson Dinky. Uh, bolt on and it's good it's good it's got a Floyd Rose so I don't use it very often I think I'm playing a Jackson Dinky with Nucleus at the moment so there you go oh yeah you are yeah my Dinky's got the the old school headstock where it's like really pointy like it points down uh, yeah mine's the uh, the new the yeah. new era one mine's like the typical kind of 80s rock kind of looking <laughs> type one you know with the yeah. weird headstock yeah Kurt Hammett would have used back in the day kind of thing yeah, yeah it's a very I'm, hair metal guitar isn't it Mm. <laughs> I like this question. It's it's Fender or Gibson. Uh, same deal. Cannot actually. No, I'll take that back. I can stand Fenders, but not. He can see a Fender in the room, so he's biased. Not the, the Stratocaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't stand Gibson. The Telecasters, I will definitely. And one day, hopefully, I will get one. That but would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, Gibson as well. Like I. I have an SG. I don't really like the SGs, but oh, I'll go yeah. for a Les Paul. Hmm. I haven't had the luxury of playing a very nice Gibson. Being left-handed, I'm, I haven't yeah. been able to put my hands on on many guitars, but the few Gibsons that I've played have generally been along the cheaper line. I don't think yeah. any of them would have been over like probably none of them would have been over fifteen hundred Australian dollars. So I'm probably not in the right. I probably you know I probably haven't had a good enough experience to be able to decide yeah but yeah. I know I love the sound of Fenders and their twanginess and their yeah. brightness yep. so you know I I can hear that left handed or right handed and I own a Strat and I love that and I've got a Fender <laughs> jazz bass and I just as when when it comes to basses Fenders just for me just all day I just love Fender basses their jazz yeah, basses I can, so I, I, I can I can understand that they're great. I mean, you, if you got the money, a Warwick obviously would be ideal as well. But you can't beat a Fender Jazz bass. <laughs> if only it didn't come in that shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you could change anything about the industry, music industry, yes, what would it be? Ooh, tough question. I guess it'll be the biasness of everyone else who doesn't listen to metal. Mm-hmm. Just saying, that's screamo or that's just metal. It's just yeah, that's and, just and, satanic worshiping. Yeah, music. and and just stereotyping 
us. Yeah. Because it's not just metal. It's not just screamo. There's, you know, there's, there's different emotions in different songs. It. Yeah. It's a lot more complicated to write metal than it is to write yes. a punk song. And, and like the musicality of it, mm. it's, it's a lot harder to... That's a sport for the drummer. Well, yeah. Compared to playing like in a rock band, being yeah. a metal drummer is like being an athlete. And know? it's a lot harder for a guitarist to write a metal song and put things together the way they do than mm. a rock band playing with, you know, four chords and a... And a chorus. That's it. And I mean, the people that listen to mainstream music aren't musicians. Yes. So their expectations and overall insight into what's going on in the instruments is it's pretty low. For instance, like your, your generic music lover that doesn't play, in, you know, your, your stereotypical person that listens to the radio or the top of the pops. Yeah. You play them a song, they couldn't even distinguish a guitar from a bass from a piano to a synth or even just a kick drum or a snare, they wouldn't understand any of that. So you throw four catchy chords together and a, and a melody with some like cheeky lyrics and they're going to they're gonna get blown out of the water. The yep. problem with us metalheads is everyone that listens to metal is a self-professed music expert. So they're judging <laughs> you on their guitars. They're judging you on the bass. They're judging you on the mix, the lyrics, the vocal ex- execution. And just every little detail is being put under a microscope with metal. Whereas with like people that listen to Nirvana, no one was saying, oh, you could have fucking... Well, okay, that's a bad example because Nirvana was <laughs> meant to be grunge. But say like the Foo Fighters, no one's going, oh, well, he, fucking, he didn't play that technical chord there or oh, he didn't like... You know, yeah. The production's a bit rubbish or, oh, you know, he's, he's so boring on guitar. They don't get put up, you know, to the same scrutiny as metal does. Like, yeah, metal I agree. Metal has a really... Tough audience, because they're judging you on so many other factors than, you know, a, a bloody Madonna song, you know. So I find that that's true. And with the amount of layers that goes into metal music, for for us metalheads to break it down, even yeah. subconsciously, mm. I think is pretty good. It's also very difficult from the the sound engineer's perspective. Everything is balls to the wall with metal. Yeah, everything's in your face. So to mix all these crazy, distorted, low-tuned elements... And put it together. Yeah, and to have it all sit well and still have the drum kit cut through all that noise and have vocals that aren't technically vocals still sit in the mix where it's all screaming. I mean, it's it's a tough job and I think, yeah, it's definitely underappreciated. We sound biased, but... We do, because we are. I think if it wasn't metal, I would still appreciate it. And I know a lot of musicians and sound engineers that couldn't care less about metal still give it credit and i think yeah it's just it's just the the closed mindedness of Mm. people i wish that would change yeah i think a musician worth his salt would um could see that you know metal is 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 quite an elite sport and it's not just a bunch of noise (laughs) no no, that's (laughs) right it's it's quite more well i think i've got one more question here and that is what is for you next what is for me next yeah what's What's next for you? (laughs) Well, um, musically, uh, we've got, what, two songs in the works, I believe? Nucleus? Nucleus does, yes. And it's just down on me now. I've just got Um, the vocals. Yep. We're just waiting on you. Mm, As usual. Um, And with I Created a Monster, because we've been quiet for so long, um, two singles and possibly two EPs in the next year alone. Doubling down on EP. Doubling so down because why not? Four, possibly five. Wowie. 
Wow. Yeah. We're probably being a little bit ambitious here. And um, I don't think we've actually even talked about it, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Why not? Because mm. um, we'll, uh, we'll set a goal or I'll set a goal and uh, push the boys to do it. That's it. I mean, the year is getting coming to an end yeah. too. So, I mean, there's not much time left to get things done. Yeah. So. Well, actually, I should probably clarify it next year. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Within a year from now. But yes. So, say six months' time, you might drop one. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. And then as much as possible with Nucleus as well, obviously. Yes. Nucleus are going to keep trying to put out a song yep. every couple of months. Yep. Two to three months, we'll drop a single. Um, we've all been very busy, so we've had a bit of a delay on yeah. our last single, but that was down to me being away for two weeks and uh, <laughs> and not being able to record. Yeah, life keeps getting in the way. It does, it does. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a very slow writer. So anyway, on that, thanks for joining me today, Geordie. Thank you, thank you. And um, we're going to wrap it up now. Next episode, which will be episode three, I think in the first episode I said episode two was going to be Max, but um, he couldn't make it today. So uh, we got Geordie in. To upgraded this week's yeah and we'll do max some other time um, bugger him <laughs> so anyway thanks for listening everyone stay metal stay safe peace out